Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the show. My name is Aspen Meineke. I'm an engineer turned STEM educator, public speaker, and science communication coach. I created the Science Communication Made Easy podcast to not just talk about science communication, but actually give you these simple step-by-step strategies to help you, whether you're looking to get started or wanting to level up your communication skills. So if you want my secrets on all things content creation, public speaking, confidence, how to beat burnout and fight imposter syndrome, this is the place for you. It's time to find your voice and share your story. So let's get started. Are you new to the world of science communication or maybe you're stagnant and not getting any followers? So in this episode, I'm going to dive into the top three mistakes made by science communicators and what to do instead. These are mistakes that I am more than guilty of making and I wish I had known these tips day one of my journey. So get ready, grab your notebook and a pencil and let's jump right into it. The first mistake I see a lot of science communicators making is not being clear on what they're wanting their audience to gain or learn from their content. So I love that you love what you do and I know you have so much knowledge to share, but don't try and share it all in one blog post or video. So if you are a botanist and you're wanting to teach people about plants and how plants grow and this crazy mutation that you study that can actually help help the plant survive in Africa and in Africa there are these crazy animals and whoa, girl, what are you talking about? If you are speaking to an audience that is not in the botany space and does what you do, your audience is going to be so lost. So instead of feeling like you need to fit in your entire life's work into one Instagram post or video, we're going to pause for a second, take a deep breath, take a step back and just breathe. So for every piece of content you create, whether it's a tweet or a blog post, you need to be really clear in what you are wanting your audience to walk away with. It's better to be narrow in each post that you make because all of your posts collectively will get a broad range of knowledge. But again, you don't want to be broad in a specific piece of content. So like for an Instagram post, for example, you want to be really specific in that Instagram post and maybe just cover this one crazy gene mutation out of the hundreds of gene mutations out there and what that mutation does, how it affects the plant, what plants it's seen in, and then that's it. And you're going to wrap up your Instagram post. And then you can do another post on a different gene mutation covering those same topics. And so as you can see, the more Instagram posts you do, it will be broad collectively, but in each selective post that they read, it's going to be really specific and easier for your audience to understand. So you want to create content with a purpose. So whether that's for your audience to take action, you want them to learn something and they can save it for later, or tell them a crazy fact that just blows their mind and they want to share it with all of their friends. So is your audience gaining information or gaining awareness? Are you wanting to teach them a topic or provide them information so they can take action? Really pinpoint a specific topic or even a word that you want your audience to know. So when they're leaving that Instagram post, for example, they will not leave without knowing that word. And then they can go and tell their friend that word and their friend. And that's how the knowledge of science is really shared in the 21st century once we graduate 
from you know school and we're not learning it anymore the way content is shared these days is through word of mouth on social media or online and so if you can create content that the audience can easily consume and understand and then share with someone else that is the gold mine for really any type of content in the 21st century and don't be afraid about being too specific or if you're worried about talking about the same subject all the time because every time you talk about that subject, you will talk about it in a different way and that way that you say it might actually, you know, light a light bulb for somebody else or you might include a different story. And so I would space out those Instagram posts of, again, you're talking about gene mutations, maybe don't do two weeks posts of gene mutations. Maybe spread them out and do one every other day or one once a week. If you are feeling a little scatterbrained in that you have so many thoughts and you don't know where to start first, I would just do a brain dump. Grab a notepad, grab a sheet of paper, and just write all the thoughts that you have and all the information that you want to share. And then look through that list and ask yourself, is there a logical way I should present this information? Like maybe should you talk about how plants grow before you start talking about this one gene mutation and how it causes plants to turn into the little shop of horrors. (laughs) And so then you have an entire list of content to go off of. And then anytime you need a new social media post idea, you can just go to that list and make a post on that specific topic. So again, be really clear on what your audience to walk away with. And by starting with what you want them to get from your content, you're reverse engineering what kind of content you need to create for them to get that outcome. All right, the second most common mistake that I see a lot a lot of science communicators make and it's maybe one of the biggest issues and debates is people don't know who their audience is and i hear it a lot i hear people say you need to communicate to the public well who is the public you cannot create content for 7.8 billion people that's just not possible if you're creating content for everyone it's essentially creating content for no one So who is your audience and how can you connect to them? And the way you connect to a teenager is very different than connecting to somebody in their mid-20s. So make sure to really get to know your audience, whether that's through responding to comments or direct messages. And if you're doing this online, Instagram is especially amazing for engaging. There is Insta Stories, which is a more personal, unfiltered version of Instagram. And they also have the polling and questions sticker. So use them, ask your audience questions and get to know what they want to see from you, what they want to learn. People are so focused on posting and not the people. It's the people that make your network, not the number of likes. So ask yourself, how can you provide your audience value? How can you connect this content to them? How can you make it relevant to their life? You can also connect to your audience through stories. So if you have a personal story as a scientist or engineer that you think your audience would relate to, share that. And also, if you're doing any public speaking, a presentation in front of a group of third graders is very different than high schoolers. So before you do any events, speak to the teachers, speak to the event organizer, and figure out who they have brought in in the past, what worked, what didn't. And if you're doing your presentation in front of a group of middle, high school students, or even adults, poll the audience. Ask one of the teachers if you can speak to a student and see what they like, what they're interested in, and how you can curate your presentation to that audience. 
So the takeaway from this is when you are creating content, whether that's a social media post or a presentation, you are creating content for your audience, not yourself. So figure out what it is that they want. Okay, the third mistake I see science communicators making is their content is too long. When I am showing my videos to my elementary and middle school students as a STEM educator, I don't pick videos longer than three to four minutes max. And it's a shame because there are so many amazing STEM career and science videos out there that are just too long and I can't use it. And Microsoft even did a study and found that the average attention span is eight seconds. So you can take that giant blog post, that giant video, you can publish that still, but then republish it broken up into six, eight, ten different pieces that are usable for different types of audiences. So if you like writing blog posts or articles, you can still write your blog post, but then when you're done, break it up into yeah, six or eight different Instagram posts, and that's what we call Instagram microblogging. So keep it short and sweet, and this doesn't mean make it less informative. Yes, it is possible to make a short video or a short post and still keep it informative and keep the science content without watering it down. This is something I help my coaching clients with, so if you need help on this and you want my eyes on your science communication content, shoot me a DM at ASP Engineer on Instagram. And yes, there are times that you might need a 17-minute video, but more often than not, the shorter three to four minute videos are going to be more popular. Another tip for keeping it short and sweet when it comes to public speaking is if you are doing a presentation, please, please do not have your entire speech typed onto your slides. Your slides should supplement what you're talking about, not give the speech for you. So only use key numbers or facts that you want the audience to remember or you want to stand out. And if you want to do bullet points, make sure that each point is no longer than two lines. If it's too much, then people will be focused on reading the slides and not listening to your presentation. When I did my TED Talk, I even had just one number on a slide because I wanted that statistic to stand out and I wanted the audience to remember it. So if you want some ideas for how to do public speaking, um, feel free to watch my TED Talk. I'll link it in the show notes. It's called Help Students Find Their Spark. So to wrap this all up, be clear and really intentional on what you are wanting your audience to learn from you. Make sure to connect with your audience and that your content is about your audience, not about you. And keep it short and sweet. Do not write your entire PhD dissertation on a PowerPoint slide, please. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a message at ASP Engineer on Instagram. If you listened and enjoyed this episode, please screenshot and tag me on Instagram and using hashtag science communication made easy. Also, please rate and review on the Apple Podcasts and tell me what your favorite part of my podcast is so far. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button to be alerted when I post new episodes every week. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.